Lambert und Karl-Heinz Riedle 1 zu 0 für Borussia Dortmund. meine Damen und Herren. Welcome back to another German football podcast. Joined again by Ronan and another guest, Collins, back for today. So, how are you doing, guys? You good? I good. How are you? I'm not too bad getting on. Collins. after Collins, unbeaten run continues. Continuing. It's continuing. Um, and we've already got four points, and I did say we'd only get three of the next couple of games. So, I'm I'm quite buzzing, mate. Um, how are you doing in this Vital Liga, Colin, with your Düsseldorf? <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I sat through the 5-0 defeat to Bochum, which was very painful. Yeah. I was just very surprised that I saw they, they actually turned it around against Darmstadt at the weekend and got a win, but not anything to be proud of. No, a bit, I mean, Darmstadt, I mean, they're not the worst team in this Vital League. If you take that, um, you'd probably be expecting three points coming down from the Bundesliga, but the way the league is at the moment, you're just grabbing the three points as they can. But it's good because uh, FC are doing quite well and Dusseldorf are... Kind of struggling, so I, I'm quite happy. The moment. <laughs> just to get that in. That's the reason I brought you back on, Colin, just to just to just to talk about <laughs> and cool. But the main point for today's, um, obviously, last time we'd Colin on, we spoke about the sleeping giants of Germany, and today we're going to talk about. Uh, I mean, do you call this team a giant now? I mean, brand new. Basically, going to give you an insight into Rasenball Sport Leipzig or it RB Leipzig uh, because. I just I've sometimes, I don't know if you guys have found the same, but I feel like there's a different narrative to the team in Britain than there is in Germany. Um, Germany obviously have, a, have an opinion on RB Leipzig, but in Britain you sometimes see the kind of, they call it a fairy tale kind of story coming up from the lower, lower leagues and up to the Champions League. Uh, so I don't know, really, Ronan, do you kind of see that kind of point of view from them? I can see why they say that, but I don't think they're like, as informed, yeah. as like they've not like researched into the background of what's actually going on, they're just kind of jumping to a conclusion of seeing like back-to-back promotions and thinking it's some sort of fairy tale when there's a lot more going on behind the scenes as to what they've actually looked into. Exactly. So, well, before we jump into Leipzig, we'll just give you a quick um, rundown of last weekend's games. Um, any games stand out for you, Colin, from uh, match day ten? A couple of decent results for some of the teams. Be quite a lot of draws. Yeah, I mean, just from the start, Hertha's win against Union. I think that was a really good watch. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Union had such a good start taking the lead, but then you've got Andrich getting sent off, which you pretty much knew what was going to happen after that. Um, getting, having to play maybe two-thirds of the game with 10 men. I don't well, know the team had to take him out. <laughs> Piontek's a good, a good shout for the fantasy. I mean, now, now that Corda was injured, he's got the chance for a, a lot of game time. And obviously, came on at half-time, him and Bill Roston, and they really made an impact, those two attacking changes. And Hertha totally changed the game. So that stood out for me. And when you're on with Cruza being injured as well, maybe this is a bit of a, a downward turn from them. Oh, I'm not too sure. It's bad, because we, we totally topped them up last week, Ronan, didn't we? And they, they've just went and... The worst has probably happened, losing the derby and now losing probably the best player and the best signing of the summer is what we were saying. Uh, what game kind of stood out to you, Ronan? Was it just the Berlin derby or did you see anything else during the week that kind of caught your eye? Um, I watched a couple of the 
the games on Sunday. Again, somehow I ended up watching Schalke. Don't know why, <laughs> but I thought Leverkusen were oh, like really good again going forward. I thought Florian Verts was personally my man in the match. I was surprised they subbed him off, but to be fair, the game was pretty much wrapped up by the time he went off. But um, I caught parts of the Bayern Leipzig game on Saturday night as well, which was 3 3, obviously, really entertaining. But perhaps the biggest result of the weekend was possibly went in favour of uh, Armenia Bielefeld, who yep. picked up obviously a crucial three points over Mainz, which I think was definitely needed. Yeah, I think we mentioned that that was maybe not a do-or-die situation for Bielefeld, but it was a, if you're going to show that you can compete in the Bundesliga, you need to be trying to beat the teams round about you, and they did it. Uh, they did, and it was kind of those players that I think, well, certainly that you've been impressed with this season, yeah. Richard Doan picked up a goal and an assist, so obviously he's been crucial to yeah. turning up in the big where they need him most. And Manuel Prito, who I kind of mentioned before, he's, I think he was one of the players early on in the season, don't know if he still is, but he kind of covered the most distance in the Bundesliga. I mean, coming up to be a really good, important player for Bielefeld. And I mean, I'm still not totally convinced that it's going to change their season, uh, but I think to, to try and push for that uh, relegation spot, um, Colin, do you think that's maybe giving them a bit more of a boost that they could possibly, possibly overcome some of these teams? Yeah, well, I mean, it takes time to adapt. And I think, obviously, they had that losing run of seven games. But during that, there was a lot of tough teams that they were facing. I think they've now got a bit of an easier run. So this is really an opportunity for them to gather some points. So I, I think if you look at the other teams at the bottom, I mean, already, there is already like one relegation spot that's probably potentially already filled with Schalke. So... Yeah. <laughs> Just that gives them quite a decent chance. And there's Mainz as well, who haven't picked up many points so far. I mean, Bielefeld beat them themselves. So they'll say there's no reason why they can't finish above those two teams alone. And so there's certainly a decent chance of them to get in the playoff, at least, I think. Yeah, and just... I think there are games as well that we're about to go into. I think they played Freiburg away and then Augsburg at home. So I think it's a decent wee run for them where... You know, they'll be aiming, certainly there's three games as to, you know, where they're going to be picking up their points and they've already kicked it off with with three points. So, stands have been good stead for those two big games coming up. Uh, definitely, because I've got, I've got Schalke coming up as well, which could be the deciding deciding factor in who, like Colin said, who could finish bottom. Um, so, it's looking good. I, just lastly, before we move on, I thought just to kind of touch on, I mean, unfortunately for you, Ronan, but um, Stuttgart beating Bremen, I think that's kind of consolidating what we've been saying all season now, that Stuttgart are going to be, not, maybe not a surprise package, but obviously, you know, just coming back up, they're doing really well at the moment. And just quickly on this, do you do you agree with the yellow car for one-man Gatuka? Both of you, Ronan. Do you agree with that? I think it's a bit harsh. It was, to be fair, looking back at it, the fact that Bremen came back and made it 2-1, him wasting those 10 seconds actually proved to be quite crucial because it would have gave Bremen, if he didn't waste those 10 seconds, and they could have, you know, whomped the ball in the box one more time, which could have led to an equaliser. So it actually proved to be useful. But I can see why Davy Selka got so annoyed at him because if oh, I was playing against him, I'd be raging if he'd done that it's proper. I don't know. That, Lack of respect, maybe. Aye. But I mean, 
he's I think I saw a stat with him certainly in the fantasy sense of how big a player Wamangatuka becomes when Gonzalez isn't in the team. So obviously mm-hmm. Gonzalez is a big player for for Stuttgart, so it shows that he's able to step up when you know Gonzalez is unavailable because obviously he's injured at the moment and you know Wamangatuka is. I think he's even operated at right wing back in their system this year, so he's been played out of position and he's popped up with two goals to give them a big win away from home at the weekend. So, but yeah, the goal was it's quite funny. <laughs> uh, what were you, Colin? You saying the same, or do you, do you agree with it? Do you think it's a bit of tongue in cheek and just a bit of fun in the book? I, I think it's a booking. Yeah, definitely not. No, like what? I mean, on what basis? Like, if it's time wasting, then. Are you gonna type? Are you, are you gonna book players for taking the ball into the corner? Yeah. Like, when the ball's in play, it's up to the player what they do with it. Like it's not like it's not like he's scored and then he's like carrying the ball away when he's celebrating to waste time. The ball's yeah. in play. It's up to the Werder Bremen players to stop him. That's the Werder thing. Bremen should be more thinking why has he got about ten seconds to hit the ball over the line because they're yeah. the ones that have just messed up. If Zelka, hadn't, if Zelka hadn't sprinted back and created a confrontation, then it probably wouldn't have been a yellow card because that's what you see with refer- referees do that when a players come together, take the easy way out and book both of them. I think that's it's that sort of scenario. Zelka's created a, a confrontation, so he's just booked both of them. Yeah, if Zelka doesn't do that, I don't think he's going to book the Mangatuka. Definitely. I, I, th- I also think... I don't know if you agree, Ronnie, just because it's like the team you follow, but like the all the defence and the goalkeeper just didn't run after him. They just did their much them. Like if, yeah, I know, I know it's just getting to that stage, but like surely they should yeah. be chasing after him. If they chase after him, he's going to put it in quicker. Surely. Yeah, if they if they'd run after him, then he wouldn't have had the chance to do it. Huh. So I don't know what they're they only get themselves to blame. Definitely, but it added a bit of uh, spice to the, the Bundesliga this weekend, shall we say, and just kind of gave a bit of a... Because, like I said, there was a lot of kind of draws and like expected results, uh, excusing the, the Bielefeld result, probably. Maybe hurt as well, but it kind of gave a bit more of a life to the, the Bundesliga this weekend. And I think everyone was talking about uh, one man getting took his um, yellow card at the weekend. But it was a good... good. I think it was quite an exciting weekend, actually, full of goals. I mean, only... Poor Schalke didn't score um, in the whole of the match day, which, I mean, you could probably bet your mortgage on um, these days. But, I mean, I mean, Harat's back for them, so maybe maybe the next couple of weeks, we'll, which we'll talk into because there's an English week coming up. But I think what we'll do is we'll get into the main topic now. And we're going to, on the back of RB Leipzig, picking up a really good result against Man United, uh, as we record, which was last night, uh, which at the moment's put them top of the Champions League group and have qualified again from the group stages. You know, they're becoming they're becoming a very good Champions League team at the moment. Um, so I thought it'd be quite good. And we mentioned for a couple of weeks, talk about Leipzig, about where they've come from and things like this. So I think this is maybe the best time to do it. So, I mean, what's your guys, like, your thoughts? Because it's, it's kind of hard to, to talk about Leipzig um, because there's so many divided opinions on them. Uh, I mean, Colin, we'll come to you first, mate. What, what's, what's your like initial thoughts on them? Like, obviously, like, you can have your own opinions, but there's obviously a there's a there's a team there, and it's came from another team. It's K, the Red Bull have came and put this money in. Uh, so, what 
what do you think about that? And do you think it's still got a place? And is it it's just because it's a modern day football, or do you think it's still got a place in like the German game? I think particularly when you talk about the German game, that's why it's such a problem yeah. because German German football the way it's set up's so different. Like you mentioned, um, you mentioned English football or well, a British perspective, and maybe they view Leipzig a bit more favourably. But that's because I think like Premier League football down in England, it's a lot more corporate, and there's rich owners who take over clubs. Like Man City, for instance, that's probably the most obvious example. Mm-hmm. But German football is not really like that. Obviously, there's the 50 plus one rule. So club members have to have at least, have to have a majority um, in voting rights in Germany. So that really deters private investment for investors coming in. And they, they can't really make the decision. So say... Um, if, if, yeah, uh, Red Bull don't even own the club, but they get around the 50 plus one rule. It's kind of uh, the system a wee bit with that. Like the the way they've got it, they've got like Red Bull, like the members of Red Bull count as their members, where Dortmund, for instance, have like so many members paying 60 euros a year, I think, to become their, their yeah, well, I mean, members. There's clubs like Dortmund, like you mentioned, that have got maybe hundreds of thousands of members that play, pay their fee every year. But Leipzig only have about 17 yeah. who are all, or at least most of them are Red Bull employees. Yeah. And it's up to, I mean, the club have their own right to reject membership applications. So I think it's extremely hard to, to join and they're, they're within their rights to reject applications. So they really only have Red Bull employees. So they technically adopt a 50 plus one, but they just go about it in a really roundabout way, which a lot of German fans really feel like they're making a mockery of the rule. Yeah, and just kind of looking, you mentioned there about there's like, um, you're, you're talking about maybe there's like 70 members. I mean, they kind of, the, I'm not sure how dated the article is. I've been kind of looking up on them was, but like it was about 17 members, like you said. Um, we're actually all majority of Red Bull members, and they're, they're saying that it's talking about a thousand euros a year for a gold membership at Leipzig, but Dortmund's 62 euros a year, and they've got over like 140,000 members at the moment, uh, which gets them voting rights. So, like, I mean, Ron, I'll bring you in here. Just it's weird, it's a weird situation they've got over here, and it's very it's, it's very German to, to not like anything that's not traditional. Um, it's kind of the, the, they've got they've always had that kind of thing with clubs. I mean, I know there's not the Bayer Leverkusen slightly got away with it because they've got a rich history. Um, but like you know, teams like Hoffenheim come into it as well. They were a big fan of Hoffenheim uh, because of similar similar circumstances. But with Red Bull, like, what's your kind of opinion? Because I know you've kind of got a kind of divided opinion, shall we say? Because like you've got a football opinion over a like on the on field football opinion over it. Yeah, I mean, I can totally get why people don't like, you know, the way they operate. But it is, it has been like a massively successful business model, the way it's worked. But I do understand and see why people don't like it. You know, it's when, I mean, we've kind of, don't really like comparing stuff to England, but when you see like Salford 
a lot of people don't like the way Salford are trying to jump through the leagues. I suppose that's kind of not, I don't know if it's similar, but I mean, a lot of people are kind of against the idea of Salford jumping up the leagues and how, you know, the English media see it as a fairy tale, whereas, you know, there's a lot more to it. But in terms of on the pitch, like individually looking at the players in that Leipzig, are, I don't think there's any denying that they're an exciting team to watch. But off the pitch, I can see why people don't like it. And, you know, the way the transfers work as well with them being able to have other clubs like Salzburg and New York where they can buy players for a lot cheaper than what would be expected and then sell them on for more. Like the way they kind of generate profit that way. You can see why people don't like that as well because I don't know if it's... Well, it's not cheating, but it's like... I don't know. You wouldn't see that normally anywhere else. You know, it's really unique the way it works. Definitely. And just mentioned on the Salzburg thing, so I've got a list here of the transfers that came from... Uh, Red Bull Salzburg into uh, RB Leipzig. Peter Galashi, three million euros. He's a top top keeper. Like one of the, I, I I still think he's one of the best in Europe. Top top keeper, three million euros from Salzburg Leipzig. Uh, Stefan Islanka, who just went to Frankfurt recently, he was three million. And the one that kind of gets me, Marcel Sabitzer, one of my favourite players in the Bundesliga, uh, was two million euros loaned. He, they had, but he was actually bought from Rapid Vienna and was loaned to rivals Salzburg. So basically, it's like Red Bull have bought a player, gave him to the other Red Bull team, and then after that, he's going to go to another Red Bull team. That's the kind of, that's the kind of one of the main things that people were getting frustrated at. That it was like they were like just borrowing players, making it a cheap kind of transfer, going from. The Austrian Bundesliga, which obviously is a very good competitive league, uh, really quite enjoy some of the uh, Austrian Bundesliga sides. But obviously, Bundesliga, German Bundesliga is a big step up. So they're basically taking these players in at Salzburg at a lower level, and then they're going, they're building up to Bundesliga level. You know, Benno Schmitz, who's at Köln, is at Köln just now, uh, one million euros. Um, Navigator is probably the biggest one. He was bought for fifteen million euros and sold for sixty. Um, so Salzburg are getting a handsome 15 million euros for their size of club and then Leipzig are getting a 60 million euros for a size of club of Leipzig uh, which is really impressive 10 million for Bermancano, 5 million Codrad Lema, the biggest transfer fee is actually um, Amadeus Haidara which is quite shocking to be fair because I didn't think Haidara would be the most expensive but he's 19 million then you've got Hannes Wolf who's at Gladbach and loan at the moment is 10 million and then He Chang Huan who's not really hit the heights um, so far since he's transferred, but he was also 10 million. I mean, see if you look at that, um, Ron, i go with you first, mate. Like, just, there's so many good players there that have went so cheaply. And I, I mean, they may have went to other clubs for the same price, but do you think it's a bit sly that this went from two clubs who have been, who have both came out and said that they're not linked, but, I mean, they're both backed by the same company? Yeah, it's strange how, you know, they're like the same but different. Mm in the way, you know, they run. But, I mean, in terms of Salzburg, it's interesting just the money they make and how they're they're happy to sell players, even though it's still slightly possibly undervalued if they were going to other clubs. Because, I mean, if Leipzig are quite happy to just meet players, you know, they're quite happy to just meet the Salzburg players' release clauses because it's still kind of probably under what the market value would be if another team was going to come in. I think possibly the next one in line that's going to move is Dominic Schobeschwey. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see possibly if 
you know, if Sabitzer moves on to another big club in Europe, will Sobershoi be the man to come in and replace him or will he go elsewhere? Because I think he has a release clause of, I think it's 25 million, but Salzburg picked him up for pretty much next to nothing, but he's probably worth more than 25 million. You know, if, if yeah. Leipzig were to just take him, they're guaranteed to make even more profit off of that. So it is strange. Yeah, because um, I know Arsenal are kind of one of the teams that are coming in. But, I mean, to be honest, if I had to choose right now between going to Leipzig or Arsenal, I'd probably go to Leipzig. And I know it's not just as a German football fan, but just the way they play football as well. Uh, but I know very strange. I'm so glad you said his name because I did not want to try and pronounce Shlobazai. I can't. <laughs> I, I know it's very difficult. The, the Hungarian, clearly the Hungarian language. Uh, but if he comes in, which I think he will, another good signing for them. Which, like, this is kind of a. I, I, I thought this was quite a good question, actually. Both. Can you defend like the like Leipzig with excuses or the fact that they are a, a progressive team, a youth promoting team? When you look at how the club is technically operated, uh, Colin, we'll go with you first for that question. Quite a tough question, but can you defend? Big question. I mean. They are they are very attractive. I think that that's that's like that's a positive, like what you're saying to Ronan, like he has mixed views on it. So obviously there's the there's the on the pitch side where they're they're so good to watch. They've got like young players that they develop, and that makes the I mean it's probably improved the league since since they've been promoted. Um, it's a new challenge to Bayern, and they've got a, it's an exciting young team. But off the pitch, obviously, there's the the way they run themselves is controversial. So, I mean, you, you also mentioned about the the, the transfer fees. Um, even though, I mean, for the players that they're getting have been probably relatively low, it's still more than other Bundesliga sides could probably spend. And a lot of those players that they bought were in the second division. Which I mean, no other vital league team would be able to afford them. Yeah. So, I think if you compare them to if you compare them to other big Champions League clubs, then the extent of their spending isn't that much. But it's when you compare them in a, a German context, most clubs can't compete with that the transfer spending. And I think with that, they can probably get away with playing young players because they're still talented. But obviously cheaper than established players, but other Bundesliga play, uh, clubs wouldn't be able to afford them. Yeah, that's basically it. Was kind of the, they were they were using that link for something to keep them afloat, something to keep them different, something to keep them getting the, these promotions. Um, I mean, what about you, Ronan? What's your what do you have a? Can you give an answer to that question? Um, can you defend them because of how well they play and how they're youth promoting kind of team? Can you like? Can you come back and say, look, Leipzig aren't that bad a squad, like that bad a, an organization? I don't know. It, it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint. I think there's so many different opinions on it, but I mean, there's no denying that it's successful. And but even with Salzburg, the fact you know they've got a team that's kind of a feeder club to them, FC Wiefering, so. Even players go from like Wiefering to Salzburg mm. to Leipzig, so even that's interesting as well. The way it works with younger players coming through, but 
some of the players they find though, it must take something to kind of keep this conveyor belt of players coming through because it's hard to think of another club who's able to kind of generate this basic conveyor belt of players coming from like really obscure backgrounds like Nabi Keita, Haidara. I think there's other players like they have two Zambian players in the team at Salzburg just now with Seku Koita. No, it's not Koita. No, Patson Daka. Daka, yeah. And yeah, there's a midfielder as well, Zambian Mwepu. Yeah. So, you know, they're picking up players from really obscure backgrounds and they're turning out to be massively successful. So, I don't know, it's, it's a strange one. Yeah, uh, as well. I think if you talk about that, you have to look at the coaching as well because they've had really successful yeah. coaches, obviously Nagelsmann just now, but other coaches that have been through the Red Bull system, as they call it, like um, Marco Rosa as well. Yeah. Has been able to develop these players. Mm. I could also see the current Salzburg coach, Jesse Marsh, stepping what? into Leipzig role if Nagelsmann was to move on. That's, He's that's a good quite often been linked with Dortmund as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think there's more chance of Nagelsmann going to Dortmund and Marsh replacing Nagelsmann at Leipzig, or is there more chance of Marsh going to Dortmund? I'm not sure. It's hard. I mean, I, the way Marsh's team plays and through their recruitment and that's so good. And I suppose the, the way they kind of recruit and develop young players at Dortmund as well, kind of suits both Marsh and Nagelsmann so you could see both working I know it's a very it's a very weird um, kind of system because you've got so like you said Colin so many good coaches or trainers are actually coming through the, the, these squads as well and your people are like not liking it but you've got really successful you've Ralf Hasenhutter uh, who's uh, um, obviously Southampton at the moment yeah Ralf Rangenick you know he's kind of been tipped for the next Germany job at the moment very he was a big part of Leipzig, you know, he was even part of the, you know, the backroom staff as well in there and um, before he, he, he was manager and just, there's, there's just a, there's a conveyor belt of success in that team. The only thing that's the- not got is a trophy, but there's a conveyor belt of success in the extent of players, regeneration of players, um, you know, getting your, your income from players as well. It, it can't be looked at in such a bad way, no? I think that will, you're still touching the, the good parts of them. It's like the footballing side is the attractive side. The the players that they've got, young players and uh, young coaches as well, who, I mean, play exciting football. It is still the off-field. And that, I think one, one big thing to me that stands out is the, the identity of the club. I mean, they're, they're just really an advert for an, an energy drink. Definitely. To be honest, in... They've got no real separate identity from the other Red Bull clubs. So you're just it's just like a, a clone of a club in Austria and a club in in the USA. Like so I mean they've been very successful with that, but at what cost? Like I don't I don't I don't see the appeal in supporting a club like that. No. That no. just plays in the same colours as another club. Same same strip, Red Bull over the front of it. I mean, Leipzig don't have Red Bull in the name, but they basically do. They get about the the rules by calling them Rasenballsport. Which means long, everyone really long knows. Sports, long, like everyone long really knows sports. what that means. It's like bowling, like a lawn green, technically. <laughs> Which makes lawn ball, like lawn ball sports, Leipzig. Like, uh, I think that's another way. Like I mentioned about how that they sort of 
they make a bit of a mockery of the 50 plus one rule. They're yeah. doing a sort of similar thing with that, I think. So they have been successful, but I, it depends. It depends on really the, the fans, like if they're willing to, if they're willing to accept the maybe maybe a lack of identity or a lack of tradition. Then, if they're if they're fine with that, they can support them. But it just depends. I think that's where the it's where the German culture maybe differs because I think Germans value tradition more. Yeah, they I think I'd say English fans are maybe I don't want to generalise, but they're maybe a bit more willing to accept success at any cost. I'd say a, a large number of Man City fans, if, if pre pre takeover, if they'd offered them um, the last like ten years, they would have accepted it, despite like the, I mean the large amounts they've spent. But I think if you asked a German fan that, they'd maybe not accept that. Because they'd rather retain the identity and tradition over success. I think that's where what's more important. It's maybe a cultural difference. Yeah. And see now I like Ronan, I'll bring you in on this because you you you'll be kind of similar to me in these kind of thoughts. Uh see if we, we try not to speak for England but talk with Scotland. Uh see if you look at one of the newest teams in Scotland, Caledonian Braves, team that me and you both kind of working in the Lowland League and I, work, I actually work for the club. What, like, is that working for them actually gave me a different sort of view on the traditional side of football because, Ronan, you can agree as well, they're not a traditional football club. Um, they're a brand new team and it's very different. See, looking at the Scottish leagues, obviously, do you think, like, a team like RB Leipzig would be accepted the same way maybe, like, Caledonia Braves kind of have been accepted or BSC Glasgow have been accepted? Um, all these kind of teams that came into the Lone League, obviously, um, you yourself, you, you also work with the Lone League. Um, do you think if a team came in and some like Red Bull came in and bought, I don't know, Villa Leaven, became Red Bull Villa Leaven, do you think that'd be accepted in Scottish football? I, I don't know. Oh, I, Villa Leaven, I think but, uh, there'd be that kind of lingering thing there around it, which I suppose is what what's happened in Germany with Leipzig as well, because I. I see myself as more of a traditionalist kind of football fan. I like clubs that have a culture and identity and, yeah. you know, something that they stand for. But although with Caledonian Braves, you know, they've kind of developed their own identity and yeah. culture, and, you know, short history where they've, you know, achieved some silverware and stuff. And they're kind of going a unique way about it, which, which is different. But I think in Scotland, maybe it's a thing that there's so many clubs that are stale, and the same, you look at week one and two, so many clubs who are, you know, really similar, not really going anywhere. So, I mean, clubs who are doing something different in Scotland probably get a bit of positive attention to them. I think Caledonian Braves certainly have, you know, documentary and loads of things, TV coverage, I think. Even in England as well, don't know if you know Hashtag United, they're in our club yeah. who, like, you know, have something, they're totally different and traditional, but... No, I like the way Caledonian Braves and Hashtag have went about their stuff, but I don't know. It's difficult to even compare them with Leipzig because it's such different yeah. ends of the spectrum. Where they, you know, it's kind of the money that's involved, which you know, I suppose the Braves and Hashtag don't have the money involved. Obviously, the Leipzig do. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's a hard one, but I can see both sides a bit. With me being kind of more traditional in football, that's what's made me kind of off topic, but on football manager going. 
Wokomotive Leipzig because I think they're a club that have, you know, a lot of culture and yeah. identity, a strong history. So, you know, that's what kind of stands out to me with them with you know, there is more to the city of Leipzig or be with even Kenny Leipzig as well. They seem to have quite a strong background too. You know, you kinda you touched on a couple of the, the Leipzig teams there and obviously we've not really mentioned yet, but Red Bull obviously had to buy the rights to a team. So once Red Bull decided, I mean, what team they're going to come to, uh, which turned out to be SSV Markenstadt, uh, which, see if you look at it, see if you look at it from like Scottish point of view, it's literally like they picked up St Mirren and called them, like imagine they did that and they picked up someone and then changed them to Red Bull Glasgow or like RB Glasgow. Like it's it's not like it's it's quite a close it's quite close to Leipzig, but it's not obviously in the centre of Leipzig and now they're I mean the Red Bull Arena's right bang in the middle of the city centre in Leipzig. So they've basically picked up a team and just went I'm going to put you over here. It's a very Americanized franchise. I mean it's very strange how they kinda of came to the decision, but obviously they bought the rights to the, the name, the badge, everything, they just completely took over. Yeah, uh, obviously they they were looking around Germany for maybe maybe a void for where maybe a successful team could play and there was now a gap in the market. Leipzig obviously had Watt and Kemi, but weren't anywhere close to the Bundesliga. Yeah. So there was definitely a space for that. And also another point is that the Leipzig Stadium was pretty much un well, it was an old stadium but it had been refurbished for the two thousand six World Cup. But there wasn't a team playing in it. So because that was maybe lying empty they saw that as an opportunity to use uh, to use that stadium for the new club. Obviously, with the, the success of the club, they've, they've grown and they, they can now pretty much fill it. But I think that's, that's maybe a positive sign from it, that um, Leipzig have maybe attracted crowds because a lot of them maybe haven't seen Bundesliga football before. So I think it's quite popular with maybe families that maybe just for a, just who want to watch Bundesliga football, maybe a more casual supporters rather than, I mean, why would a like thirty-five-year-old support Leipzig? Like, it's not like they've grown up with them. So I think it's maybe for people that are a bit more casual that want to watch successful football. The glory hunters, no, if you will. Pretty much, Pretty much for people that want to. Pretty much for people that want to watch good football for a day out. I think it's quite family friendly. But I mean they, they don't exactly get big away crowds, so they don't really have a big core support. But they managed to attract maybe thirty five thousand for league games. I mean, so glory happens. Uh, well I mean surely the 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 fans can't be under the age of sixteen. You can't even buy the drink without being you have to show ID <laughs> that they look under sixteen. So surely the the fan the, the fan age must be 16 and between 16 and 24 that kind of like niche vibe is what you're getting your Red Bull fans at terrible terrible joke and I'm glad someone both of you gave me a wee chuckle at least uh, but you know like just to get a bit of life into it because it's a bit it's a bit harsh talking about them in some ways see if you look at it I, I remember one of the first games I came to, I was going to um, and I couldn't get tickets for a tall completely sold out it was uh, FC Kelly against Veda Bremen um, and I was looking for ages and as soon as the general sale tickets came out they were gone um, and I remember asking, I can't remember who it was, but I remember asking someone and they were like, yeah, you find that when it comes to the, the traditional teams. And we're talking traditional teams, but Kern were formed in 1948. 
Kilner and the, the more I haven't got the deepest, darkest hit, though not darkest, the, the, the kind of longest history. Um, but they're still considered like a traditional side um, over even Leipzig and you know teams like Hoffenheim, who are technically formed a long time before them. But the, the, the big thing I picked up from that was the traditional sides. So they were basically saying, like, if you get Köln against Wolfsburg or Köln against, you know, Wolfsburg's a different matter. I mean, I don't think they're as treated as badly, obviously, with the Volkswagen situation. Basically, all the players probably work for Volkswagen on the side while they get paid and all that, you know. Uh, they're all mechanics at the same time. You know, same thing. Good joke. Sorry? Another good joke there. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here to do, mate. That's what I'm here to do. Um, so, like, you look at it and then they're all like, oh, Wolfsburg, you know, Leipzig, Hoffenheim, you'll get tickets for those games. But that just shows the, what German fans are like going in. They're very, they, they like their tradition. They like, they don't like change. They don't want to be told that this this team's going to come in. I mean, look at the start. I mean, don't know if you remember, but like, uh, Dortmund boycotted that. A lot of teams try to boycott their away games. I'm not sure it's as bad now as it is. And I think there was a good photo of Dresden. They, like, they threw, like, a pig's a severed pig's head onto the near the ground uh during the game um just to kind of protest against red bull leipzig yeah i i mean that's kind of the strong one of the strongest parts of german football probably is the kind of culture and the tradition around it which certainly stands out to me so you can see why they're kind of so against kind of a new idea i suppose so yeah yeah, there's a couple of like last couple of points, I think, just before we move on, because we don't want to be totally dismissive of a team considering that they are doing quite well at the moment. Uh, but like see if you look at it, obviously would you we I mean the last time the three of us all spoke, we're talking about sleeping giants in German football. Do you think a lot of these teams look at it as they're taking their place in the game? You know, teams like maybe Kaiserslautern, uh eighteen sixty. You know, teams in the bottom, even Hamburg at the moment, probably could say that's maybe their place. You know, that that 18th spot and uh, the Bundesliga giant team, those big teams, are maybe looking at them in that sense. Colin, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that teams like Leipzig and Hoffenheim are doing maybe so well. Well, there's the big clubs like Kaiserslautern, maybe. I mean, you could directly correlate their decline with the maybe the rise of teams like Leipzig mm. and I think because in some ways the tradition that these big clubs like Kaiserslautern have maybe holds them back a bit from a, a footballing perspective as obviously they, they're not as open to financial investment they hold maybe tradition more um, they see that as more important uh, rather than investment while Maybe the smaller clubs like Hoffenheim and Leipzig um, don't have really the pressure to maybe remain at their roots, if you know what I mean. So there may be three of those shackles of like 50 plus one and they're, they're not held back in that and they, um, they can really invest as much as they want without the fans having a, a problem with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they just... It's- it's strange. I mean, I wouldn't say that for me, like I know I asked the question, but I wouldn't think that they're all going and saying it's Leipzig's fault that they're down there. But I do think that you're you're correct in saying like it's, it, it intertwines the demise of these big squad, these big teams. It's kind of it's, they went down the way while you know they're they're on the way up. Often it's a bit different. You know, they've they've kind of been a team for a long time, but they have had investment. I mean, 
the Hoffenheim don't actually play in Hoffenheim, they play in Sinsheim. And the, the actual town of Hoffenheim, there's more there's more seats in the Prezero Arena than there is in the town the population in the town of Hoffenheim. Um, I'm pretty sure Hoffenheim's only about ten thousand people. Uh, it's tiny, but really, really small week in a village. And um, the Prezero Arena's got a lot a lot of uh, a lot more seats. I think they're about thirty thousand, nearly forty thousand. So get more seats in the stadium than the, the, the actual town they come from has got fans um, to even support them. So there's, there's differences in that. But um, just to, like, in a last point, um, Ron, we'll get you on this one. Just do you think that there should be more of a an acceptance to them as a Champions League squad now? You know, you saw them get to the semi-finals last year, do really well. Um, you you see them again, top and if, if, if it finishes the top of the group, um, you know, it's a very, very tough group with PSG and Manchester United. Do you think they should be accepted more as a Champions League squad now? I think they probably will because you look at the way the Champions League's going. I mean, the big clubs, they're all talking of like a European Super League, which is the type of thing I suppose you would associate Leipzig with because it's not traditional. I think a lot of traditional fans are against the kind of European Super League idea, whereas clubs like Leipzig and Manchester City would be all for that idea. So... I suppose the Champions League thing does well see them be more accepted just because, you know, the Champions League itself has been a lot more unique thinking with new ideas, which I think a lot of people are kind of against. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll finish up Leipzig there because we've been, I think we spent quite a bit of time talking about them. But I think definitely, I mean, everyone can have their own opinion on them. I know there's a lot of people who definitely don't agree with them. Um, I mean, I feel like we kind of got a good mix here because Colin, you seem to not agree with them at all and Ronan, you seem to sympathise with them slightly. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of good that we've got a bit of a joint kind of, and I'm going to stay in the middle, uh, a bit of a both kind of sided point on them. But I mean, anyone can kind of have their opinion on them. They're in, they are in, they, they, you've got to give it to them. They have created interest in, in German, German football, I think, and they have also caused a lot of um, distraction and a lot of kind of chaos in German football. So they're to do them in that way. They're, they play nice football. Let's see where they end up in the next. I mean, we're kind of we're we're still kind of like, you know a young age. That in the next 20, 30 years, football's gonna be so much different. Let's see what Leipzig are looking at when we're that age and see if they're actually just more accepted than they are now. So I mean, and very interesting kind of to speak about them and hopefully people who didn't understand them at the time maybe get more of an incline of how they're actually running things like that and what what why people in Germany really just don't like them. Uh, yeah, I, I can see it. For me, being kind of a lot newer into German football, I kind of see them as you know the, a good team to watch. But why people are against? But see if I don't know, like my dad or someone was like proper traditional German football, he'd be telling me to basically hate them. So like, Hi. I get it, kind of thing. I don't want. I don't want to be too harsh on them because I think one good point is that they're bringing some success into East German football which I think we touched on in the Sleeping Giants episode, was that's really declined since reunification. But yeah. in the same way, I'm sure a lot of East German football fans are just as against Leipzig as anyone else. So, I mean, I don't think there's anyone in Germany that actually sympathise with them at all. <laughs> like any football club in Germany, any fans, I've not met anyone who's a football fan in Germany who's said, yeah, don't mind them. I think there's always just like Red Bull, Red Bull, even though they're not... Technically, as we've, 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 yeah, we've got to say they're technically not associated with Red Bull and their name because they can't, it's legally, they can't have any sponsor in their name. It's German rules, German football rules. So, I, 
Leipzig, interesting topic. We'll see, you know, like I said, we'll see how they, we're all viewing them in the next couple, like 10, 15, 20 years. But at the moment, divides a lot of opinion. So, after all that Leipzig chat, let's go back to the full of uh, Germany, uh, how football is going to go. Because what we have coming up is what they call an English Evoca or an English Week, uh, which is quite funny, I think, that they, they, they've named what's pretty much a slightly new thing in uh, Germany that they play Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, which I think they assume that every English league does this because they do. I mean, if you look at English before championship below, they do basically nearly play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So it's funny that they actually call it an English an English week here, but that's what's coming up for match day 11 and match day 12. I mean, we won't go into so much detail because of how much most time we'll spend in Leipzig. Uh, and obviously we've got another quiz coming up, which will hopefully be quite interesting. Me and Colin are scared to find out what Ronan's got up his, his sleeve for us. Um, but, you know, any games kind of stand out for you guys? I'm thinking Saturday, Dortmund-Stuttgart could be a really interesting one with Dortmund not picked up uh, wins in the last two games. You know, clearly losing Haaland has, has proven... Even against Zenit, I know they played already against Zenit, but even against Zenit, you're looking at them and saying they, they play everything through, they generally play everything through Haaland. Uh, what do you think, Ron? Yeah, I mean, it'll be a decent test for him because obviously I think he pointed out that, you know, how losing Haaland makes such a difference to the way they play, kind of lose their whole focal point of attack. But even against Zenit, they still managed to find a way to win which I suppose they've kind of struggled with recently, you know, dropping points in games. But, I mean, I think they're going to have a few missing for the weekend as well. I think they have Dahoud's doubtful. I think Kanji's out. I think Rafael Guerrero's struggling. So, I mean, Stuttgart obviously coming to off the back of a good result as well. So, it will be a tough game for them. Yeah. Is there any games kind of sticking out for you, Colin, from the match day 11 coming up this weekend? I think Gladbach-Hertha is an interesting one. I mean, Gladbach, they've been drawing a lot of games, obviously, drew with Freiburg at the weekend. I think in the way, in a way, their European form has been papering over the cracks of their league form a wee bit, because they're falling behind a bit in terms of trying to aim for the Champions League, falling behind the likes of Leverkusen, which might be a bit of a concern for them. And then there's Hertha, who've, who will have confidence from the Derby victory. Obviously, they have, have been quite impressive away from home as well, so I think that's quite an interesting one to keep an eye on. I can see that actually being another draw for Gladbach. Spencer, they're going to South against Real Madrid, I suppose, which game is just about to kick off as we speak. Very interesting lineup. We're just quickly looking at that. They've got Turam and Bolo, uh, Player, Stindl, not like That's a very attacking, a very attacking system we've got against Real Madrid. Just a quick one before the game actually kicks off, guys. Do Are they going to do it? Are they going to qualify top of the group? Are they going to beat Madrid? In one word, yeah, why? <laughs> well, that's that's three battle sign. <laughs> oh. No, Ooh. I'm always starting to go with the German team. Just so not fan, and you coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I it's, reverse psychology, and they'll do it. So. Uh, well, I mean, I did that with Dortmund. Uh, Kellen Dortmund said they could beat 6 0, and they actually won. Oh, there's me mentioning Kellen beating Dortmund once again. That's there is a shock in that. Um, so aye, that match day is looking quite good and then obviously it comes to the weekend uh, during the week uh, Tuesday night games and Wednesday night games uh, before we end up playing again the following weekend but we'll talk about that in next week's pod um, but like, looking at that one 
Bremen against Dortmund, you're, you're, it's hard to look at the the weekend game, the weekday games without seeing the weekend result because obviously that could determine everything, especially with a couple of games, uh, a couple of days between the games. But I mean, I'm looking at Bremen Dortmund could be an interesting one. Stuttgart in on Berlin is that a game of the weekend there or week? Game of the week? It's not a game of the weekend. Yeah, it could be. I mean, teams, two teams are certainly you know pushing up the right end of the table, but for me, the games I'm looking at is the first game on Friday night, Wolfsburg versus Frankfurt, you know, kind of in the race for Europe with Wolfsburg being unbeaten and then looking at, you know, Frankfurt who are kind of pushing for Europe and then their following game is midweek, Wolfsburg are away to Bayern, so that will be their biggest test for their unbeaten run if they continue against Frankfurt and then midweek Frankfurt are at home to Gladbach, so it's kind of kind of big race for Europe there in those two games for both, you know, Frankfurt and Wolfsburg with Gladbach mixed in as well. Well, Wolfsburg, by the end of this English week, well, I mean, I'll look quickly at who they're playing. I mean, they've got Stuttgart uh, on the following Sunday. Well, both these will Wolfsburg still be unbeaten after these next three games? No, I think they'll lose away to Bayern. Are you calling the going for an unbeaten run again? Are they continuing it? Will they go invincible but not win the league? <laughs> can't they can't just keep drawing for the rest of their lives? So, uh, and you could. I mean, no, you I think, need to know. I think. Um, I, no, I think. Uh, I think Bayern will beat them as well. Was it Stuttgart? He said they're playing the following weekend. Aye, well. so it's three. That's yeah, three that'll be a tough one as well. You never know. I mean, Frankfurt, Frankfurt and Friday, they've been drawing a lot of games as well, so. That should be quite a close one. Uh, nah, I, I think they'd lose to Bayern at least. Cool. So, Ronan, you want to take over here? You've, you're in charge of the quiz this week after I kind of grilled you on the, the stadiums. And I'm, 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 as I get in, we still don't know what the, the quiz is going to be. And Margaret, I'm quite scared because I didn't give you any hin- incline on the stadiums and you didn't seem to like me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing to worry about with this week's quiz. So, um, a wee exclusive for the listeners is we're looking to get the host of the Bundesliga 2 podcast on tower shortly as a wee collab, Eva and Matthew, that host that podcast. So we've got a wee Bundesliga 2 themed quiz for both of you. So in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. 38 teams have played in the division. So the way it'll work is you'll have one shot each well, at cool. naming a team that's played and you'll get three wives. So if you name a team... It's played in it, say, for example, you say Bayern Munich, who so you haven't played in it, and that's wrong, you lose a wife, three wives, and you're out. So, see who wins, or if you can manage to name all 38 between you. Oh, I could do a 38 moment, but it's fine. We'll, 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 we'll adhere to our guests. We'll I mean, as I say, there's a lot you can get right, but there's a couple of left field shouts that have played in it. But I mean, yeah. it was just to kind of highlight all the you know, how close the league is and how you know, tightly contested is and how, you know, there's a lot of exciting teams in it. So look if Colin goes out, just assuming, can I continue? Yeah, keep going. Oh, interesting. That's fine. Not 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 assuming you're going to go out, Colin, because you're you're quite uh, adapt- I feel disappointing for Tuna Dusseldorf, so you'll you'll know all the teams. <laughs> so okay. Right. So what's happening going in? Colin goes first. I oh and you kick us off with the first team. So it's the last 15 years, did you say? Yeah, uh, last 10. Last 10, right. 2010. Leipzig. Correct. 
See now, I, like, I had this in my head as soon as you said that, I was going to say this team because you would not expect them to be in the league. But now I'm wondering if it was earlier than 2010. Gladback. You've lost a wife. They're not there. <laughs> oh, seriously? First that. No, they were in the Viking League, though. Wait, I need... That to... was like... When were they last? That lying? was about 2008. Oh, yeah. See, this is why... We should have been 15 years. Colin was right. Right, great. There's me trying to go for a left field. Shout it right at the start. Don't do that. Right. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, Jan Regensburg. Yep. Fortuna Düsseldorf. Correct. Couldn't wait to say that. Erzgeberg at Awa. Yep. Armenia Bielefeld. Correct. Bochum. Yep. FC Kelm. Got it. And I'll also say, if you say a team that's already been said was alive, oh. make it harder. <laughs> Should I start writing these down? Don't write them. Can we write them down? If you want. No, I'll go for Punch that. that. Yep. Karlsruhe. Yep. 1860 Munich. Yeah, they're there. Hasval, Hamburg. Are they ever going to get out of the league? Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Colin, stop. Um, Completely forgot it was my goal. Uh, St. Pauli. Yep. I was so annoyed if we get led back first. Because there's another team that I'm thinking of this similar quality that was in there, but now I'm really questioning if it was before 2010. <laughs> um, someone easy. Greuterfurt. Yep. How many was it so far? Um, 13. You, okay, so you said six, I've said... Seven and six, yeah. Colin said seven, you've said six. Aye. Cool. Colin? Eintracht Frankfurt. That's the one I was going to yeah, say. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have said them instead of Gladbach then. Well, I should have. <laughs> that would have been great. Hindsight's a great thing. Um, okay, now we're going to go for Wolfsburg Kickers. Yep. Twin Town with somewhere in Scotland, aren't they? Indeed. Yeah, Dundee. Last week you couldn't get Würzburger kickers and you got Dundee, and this week you got Würzburger kickers but you couldn't get Dundee. Yeah, no, I'm not doing very good, am I? <laughs> God. FS Val Frankfurt. Yeah, you're right. I was just waiting for someone to say Frankfurt and then I would say which one, but you've got both. Well played, Colin, well played. Uh, I want to do left, I want to do more left field shots, but see, because I've got my first one wrong, I don't, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, Dynamo Dresden. Yep. Eintracht Braunschweig. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go for a left field one, and I'm really worried that it's going to be wrong. Alemania, Alemania, Aachen. I 
can't say that. No, you're right. They're there. Yeah. I think they were 2010-11. They were there the first season and then they might have went down after that. So you're just in my skin of your teeth. Thank you. Colin's sweating over there. Yeah, half the Berlin are there. It feels like it's going to become a competition of who can say the most left field ones, though. I, I don't I know, I'm trying to do I'm trying to, because you got FS Val Frankfurt, and I'm like, I want to beat that. So that's what I went for. Um, right, Hulse, thank you. Yep. I can't say that, that's easy. Um, Just say it. <laughs> Get out of the way. Union Berlin. Yeah. Stuttgart. Yep. Heidenheim. Yep. Paderborn. They are there, the Kit Pokal winners. <laughs> yep. Go ahead, SA Paderborn. MSV Duisburg. Yeah, Duisburg are there. I'm really worried about this one because I'm trying to remember how many years they've been in the Bundesliga. I think, think you have a living. I think they've only been in it for eight years. So that means that the two years prior, Augsburg? Wrong. <laughs> Where did they go up? Us before 2011, anyway. I think I'm thinking of the other team that I was going to say, but now not. I can't say any left field shouts now. I'm done. <laughs> and you better not repeat anything Collins already said or that you've said or you're gone. Ingolstadt. Yep. I now can't remember if I've said this or not. Oh no, this is going to, this is going to get hard. Let's try to think of how the table is. How many, how many has been said? Um, I think you've got you've got one, two, three, four. Oh, you've got eleven left now. I must have. I can't count. You said you can name all thirty-eight on your own. This isn't going well. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's a good thing I edit the podcast. <laughs> I'll be getting deleted. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> <laughs> see deleted deleted bloopers? Um, I've see because I've been thrown off by the fact I've got two. I've I've guessed two like left wing ones and they've been completely wrong. I can't go out first. That's that's just. Uh, I mean, I may as well just quit. You're very close to doing that. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me. I'm, I'm actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm sitting here stumped. That's why I'm just talking to kind of try and get teams' names into my head. Um was a team I'm thinking of that I've just not said. There's eleven of them. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> mm, there's still a team in this right league that I've not said. It's really annoying me. Oh, Hanover. Yep. Van Wiesbaden. That's the one I was thinking of because I said yeah. Wolfsburger and I was trying to think of another one that's W by W. Uh, oh no, now I feel like I'm going to... I'm, I'm, oh. 
Oh, generally, like, I, I don't think he's got more time to think because I take ages <laughs> to, to come up with one. That's your own fault. That is my own fault. Um, There's one um, you must be kicking yourself you're not getting here. Yeah, that's just because I'm panicking. I'm not giving you a clue either. There's one that I want. So there's one that I want to say, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it because I really I, I feel like I can't do anything now. Um right. Come on. Nuremberg. Yep. Osnabrück. Yep. I think there's only one team left that's still playing the division just now. Yeah. I don't know who it is, I'm just saving it. I don't know who it is. Mind games. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to remember? I'm trying to remember when we were talking about the Ritterliga and who won the league. And I, I generally just can't remember because there's so many winners of that league. Um, I'm trying to think. I'd, what Bundesliga teams have been down recently? I think I've got all of them now. You spoke about one of these teams on the pod as well. Shocking. <laughs> Wait, what, who, what was our turn times again? <laughs> uh, oh my God. I think he's got me here, generally. <laughs> can, can, can I pass to the next round? Does that count as like losing a point? <laughs> what do you think, Colin? Does he get a pass or not? Or is he out? No, I don't pass. Don't pass. I don't want it pass. I don't want to pass. pass. No, I don't want it pass because I asked them in defeat. There's still a team that's in his vital league right now. There is one. And the rest of them are all gone. Some are down, one are up. One What's team up in the way above. No. Yeah. Now I'm more annoyed that one that's up. Wait, I said, I said, Callum, I said, David, I said. See, I'm going to say this now, just because you said there's one up and there's only one team I can be, and I think I got them mixed up with Augsburg. And if I go out, I'm going to hate this team for the rest of my life. Mainz. You're wrong and you're out. See, I swear I read one of those teams were in the, have been in the Bundesliga for the last eight years. That's still get to go. My quiz you can take out with Mr. Wikipedia. <laughs> right, is Colin going to continue? How many do you think you can reel off? How many is there? Seven. Seven. I'll have a go. Bear right. in mind, I've still got three lives left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Zandhausen. Oh my yeah, that's God. The one So six left, and none of them playing as vital either just now. Don't get the league at the moment. Did you say there was one in the Bundesliga? Yeah, one in the Bundesliga, and the rest are in football. Freiburg. Yep, Freiburg's the team you were missing from the Bundesliga. Why did I go with Gladbach straight away? So five teams left, and they're all in Dritte Liga. One of them are in Regionalliga. Can I guess the Regionalliga team? You're already out. But can I guess? <laughs> it's my show. 
It's my ball. I'm not playing. <laughs> exactly. Because it's over. Actually, there's two in regular Liga. Yeah, I think I know one of them. But I'll wait. I like Colin. We'll just be like first. <laughs> so three in Drata Liga. Yeah, and two in regular. Oh, I have no one that I've not said really that you're going to. You see the one that you said we've spoken about them recently. Kaiser Slaughter. Yep, Kaiser Slaughter. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but that one as well. Hansa Rostock. Nah, they're all. Yep, are they? Forgot that because you managed them on FM. That's the no, one I was thinking about. And you, I thought they were the Drithaliga. Won Drithaliga, and I was like, you've literally won the Drithaliga with this team. <laughs> Magdeburg. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of that I've got wrong, Magdeburg. So two, just two Reggie and Aliga teams left. Two Reg and Aliga teams left, that's it. Right. Um, Come on, Colin, it's your chance to be the king of the lower leagues. I think Rodin rigged this because I made the stadium quiz quite hard. <laughs> Just a heads up, I told it's Colin before he came on. Rotweiss Essen. Wrong. Uh, right. right, we'll get three minutes. No, because I want to get. Can you I let me know which regions they're in? Can I guess before Which, you do that? Um, one is northeast, and the other is southwest. Kickers off and back. Nope. Cause she lost four lives. <laughs> Don't kill him. He's already dead. <laughs> Right, that's my... That Koblenz. Who? Koblenz. Nope. No. That's two Sparks. lives for you now. Mm. I don't want to get second because I'll just keep saying it's five and six when I get it wrong. <laughs> North, east and southwest, right. Probably north, east and Or the Berlin teams. And I don't think any of the Berlin teams have been in. Babelsberg, is it? Babelsberg one. No, it's not them either. Right, so Ronan, we're on. We've both had our three lives gone now. You're going to need to. Are you going to tell us who the teams are and are we going to kick ourselves? Yeah, I mean, they were kind of left field. So the team from Regan Alligan Northeast was Energy Cottbus. Oh, oh no. And I thought, no, nah, they're only Drita Liga. Oh, and what? Southwest was VFR Allen. Allen? Don't kid up me if you get them. I would have got, I, I would have got them. But I, I, I was thinking of Copper. <laughs> and then I went, no, nah, they're only Drita Liga. See if we did Drita Liga, it would have been easier. One for next time. So what do you think, Ronan? Colin wins again. Should we know? We should be inviting back on. I think that's enough. Like he's beating us. I think the quiz master one beat both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Who plays at the stadium? <laughs> right, so me and Ronan have now been defeated by Colin. Can anyone else challenge Colin on the next edition of the German Football Podcast, please? Who knows? That was very but like a big trailer. I've got a sound in mind and really didn't come out that way. But we'll, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. But yeah, Colin's won again. But so hopefully, like, we'll just finish up there, guys. I mean, quite enjoyed that one. Quite a good um, discussion on RB Leipzig, Razen Bausport Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, whatever you want to call them. Um, that Champions League team that put out Man United and PS- finished top of the group against PSG. Not too bad. They're doing good. We can't, we've, we've all got opinions on them. Collins get more opinions than Ronan in a harsher way, I think. Not to, <laughs> but it's a very uh, opinionated situation in the German game. So hopefully anyone who didn't understand them as much or understand the situation is how they're viewed in Germany kind of gets a better view of it now. Um, let us know how you got in the quiz. Did you do better than me? And were you as cocky as me to start saying you're going to get all of them and then decided that you, you got one wrong after the very first one. So glad back you're not winning right now and I'm not a big fan of you because um you you put my confidence off. I'm gonna explain the confidence which ain't running bad confidence. Aye that that, that can be the excuse. That'll be the excuse. So as we <laughs> said we've we've uh, got something exciting coming on in the pipeline which could come to you next week but hopefully you enjoyed having Colin on Colin I hope you enjoyed being on again. Yep enjoyed it I'd love to be back to def- defend my unbeaten quiz record. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I think we're debating having you back on, um, just because um, we, we, we want to look like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Everything you come on, it looks like we don't. <laughs> so if you don't, if you didn't invite me on again, I'd just take that as a victory. That's right. Uh, <laughs> right, Colin's gonna be on every week now, guys. <laughs> so, but no, that was good. Um, as as Ronan said earlier, we'll get something exciting coming on with maybe this right up in the league podcast. So keep your um, eyes because it's podcast, not your ears. Your eyes tuned in for that one. Um, have a, a good English week in the Bundesliga. Hopefully your teams do well. Uh, hopefully Kellen remain unbeaten for the next wee while. Have to get that in there. So all the best, guys, and we'll see you later. Scotland! <laughs>